Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But yeah, but there was there was a there was a butt there that he's gonna piss out of his butt. <laughs> now he's he just said, talking, just talking. That's not he's lying. He lied. Oh, there we go. Does he oh, take a right? Hands in his yep. pocket. Uh, in the okay. bathroom. Get in there. Oh, still talking. Thinking about it. Piss or not? Is he gonna, is he gonna try piss from there? Where's the new puppy? The, new puppy? <laughs> the stand up or a sit down job? Oh, he, he said just pointed butt. at her. You see him point at her. Yeah, oh, that, he said, "Don't he, you dare!" He, he told her, "He's like, you shut your mouth and let me piss." That that's, that <laughs> seemed. <laughs> <laughs> this is the narration. I can't wait till he's edit. He's editing. <laughs> he's gonna hear the commentary. <laughs> he ran that route about as effectively as Olave. What's up, Houdat Nation, and thanks for joining us on the Dome Patrol Podcast, the official Saints podcast of the Fans First Sports Network. I'm your host, Jeff, and on this episode, we're going to continue the discussion that was started on Sunday in the Instant Reaction Show after the Saints beat the Bears, because honestly, I still don't really know how to feel about this one. (laughs) Like, I'm happy, but I'm also disappointed all at the same time. So put your seatbelt on, keep your hands and legs inside your earbuds at all times, and enjoy the show. On the show, we have a full cast. We have James, Wesley, and Jason. Welcome, fellers. How y'all doing? All good. How's your mom and them? Doing good. They're going to Minnesota <laughs> this week, so that should be fun for them, hopefully. I don't know. Ooh, wait, what? You're going to... Oh, oh yeah, your, your mom... Yeah. <laughs> My mom actually, and them are going to Minnesota this answer week. The we'll discuss literally, that later but... in the week. On... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll talk about it later. Yeah. All right. Um, so, well, yeah, like I said, instant, great instant reaction show uh, for a game thank, that thank you. don't know how to feel about the game. Uh, there was a few things in there that I think are worthy of continuing the conversation. Um, one of the things, for example, Wesley, uh, during the instant reaction, you did say something like, we're going to chalk this one up to one of the two bad defensive efforts of the year. Kind of like... I, I take that to mean like you, we always expect at least two that we're going to just kind of give the defense. Uh, but then again, it's a game where we had five interceptions. Well, beso- so, besides the Debo, I mean, everybody besides the Debo. Right. <laughs> but like the irony is that like you're, 
you're right in both count. Like it is a great defensive, like on paper, you're going to look at it. And it's like you hit five picks. You can't say it was a bad defensive effort, but if you watch the game, you know, it, it was a bad defensive. It's just a really interesting scenario. Where do you like, do, do the, I guess, where's the question in this, right? Wait, it's the, do the five interceptions make up for a bad defensive performance or do you have concerns about our defense? Or did the Bears, you know, the athletic quarterback being able to run the ball, but us lead, getting five turnovers, was that actually the game plan? Was the game plan to not blitz people and not try to send people to over and just sit back and wait for him to make mistakes because that's what he has shown to do in his couple of games? And if if you want to say that, the defensive plan worked to perfection. Now the offense should have con- converted more points, but I mean, yeah, yeah, now, no, that's what I'm just who, defense. We're talking about just defense. To know what what exactly the the game plan was, and I mean, if you say the game plan is we we can't make a game plan which is let's go sack the other quarterback ten times because we don't have that that personnel. No. But if the game plan was hey, don't do anything stupid, and outside of like probably whatever six of his six or seven of his rushes in the first half. We, we didn't. And the second half was very different. Um, I don't know. It's really tough for me because so like, let him get comfortable because you know, you can take advantage of he's eventually going to you know lead to some, some interceptions and, and that plan worked. I, any upset I was about the game after like in the instant reaction where wishing that we had scored 40 um, went away in the last couple of days where I started remembering that like, this isn't the preseason game team that I hoped we were. Um, and this is this is what we're gonna get. And we might get this same score if we play a really good team. Like our game plan needs to be to score 20 points and give up less than 20. And that sounds really simple, but the the additions we made to our offense um was was to go from 18 points a game to 24 points a game. Yeah. And and we did that. Now it sucks that you did against a Bears team where had not you know their important starters are out and all. Yeah, it's terrible. But, it's a bad Bears but team. Who who's who's to know like the way that our team has played? It kind of everybody we've played. This has kind of been the game that we've we've had this year, except for against the Buccaneers, where we just had a bad game. Well, I, I, yeah, I mean, you, you, nope, sorry, quickly, you you talk about the defense, Jeff. They had two sixty-five yards at halftime. They ended with three hundred and one. And and there's. The, I know you can sit there and talk about like the amount of yards that we got doesn't sound great, but we had short fields. And you know who had less yards on offense than us this past week? Um, the Eagles and the Dolphins and the yeah. Chiefs. Eagles, Dolphins, and Chiefs all had less offensive yardage than us this past week. So, I mean, sometimes this happens, and I don't know. I, it's frustrating because the Bears, it, it would have made sense to me if we beat them 40 to 6. But also, like, I kind of think this is just this is how we're we're going to win ugly games against good yeah, the, teams. I mean, right. The the reason the game was close was not because of the defense. The reason the game was close was because of the offense. I mean, you get five turnovers and you only win by seven points. That's a hundred percent. You play the entire second offense. half and the other teams, you know, into the field. right. Like, you, yeah, right, you, you, only you couldn't even go 50 yards, you know, 40 yards, 30 yards to score. What so and, and, the Bears defense stopped our offense as Maybe our offense stopped their offense, or that. <laughs> but and again, that that's kind of the problem. Like we're the like we're we're the good bad team. Like we played so many bad teams, 
Like, yeah, look, we're going to beat a lot of these teams because the other teams are so bad. But the sec- now, in fairness, there aren't a lot of great teams in the NFC. So it may not matter that much. But if we were to play some good teams, I I, I just think we we wouldn't be able to to, to score enough to win yeah. those games. Sure. We're just fortunate enough to play a really easy schedule, and that's what it's going to be the rest of the year. It is. I mean, the Lions are by far. I think the Lions yeah. are going to be the only team. The you know the Patriots were favored to beat us. Every, we've been favored in every other game this year. We're five and four. The Lions are probably going to be the only team favored against us the rest of the way. And the Lions are the only good team that we're going to play between now and mm-hmm. whoever we play in the playoffs. And we're going to host a home game um, against whoever we play in the first round of the playoffs. So mm-hmm. there's and the other thing, you think right? You say we're a bad. No, we're we're a bad we're good a team good, or a good bad a good, team. We're a good bad team. A good bad team, and yet, James, you made the comment, in the instant reaction, that we're like three plays away from being eight and one. So, I mean, yeah, like the ball is bouncing it, our maybe, way. Maybe those... five plays now. It, it, yeah, maybe, 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 it's, maybe it's five or six plays. Hyperbole, whatever. So, with that many, I mean, right? Because when you say that, it's like. Are we better than a bad good team? I don't know. Maybe we are better. We haven't played. Who who is the best team that we played so far this year? Who is it? Jacksonville. Jacksonville Jaguars. Jacksonville. For sure. For sure. Soundly, soundly defeated. Okay. Who's who's the second best team? We played? I wouldn't say yeah, we were no, soundly not, defeated. Uh, no. uh, we were soundly defeated. That was we were soundly defeated. We were soundly defeated enough. It wasn't even just be- about being beaten on the scoreboard. They, they were just better. The score at the end of the game was closer than the game was, but we, we were we were selling. So who's who's the second best team that we played? Carolina. It's a whole bunch of teams tied Tampa? for also being terrible. Yeah, yeah, Tampa maybe at the time, but I, I'm I'm not saying they're any better than I mean the Texans or Colts. I would say the Texans. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the Titans, Titans are probably the, one. The, the Texans are probably the second best team that we played. Well, I mean, here's the good And we actually hung with them. But but here's the thing is, I mean, besides the Lions moving forward, we play the the Vikings, the Falcons, the Panthers, the Giants, the Rams, the Buccaneers, and the Falcons. Like, I think we have an easier schedule moving forward besides the Lions than we even have behind us. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) Having said that, we're five and four. So why we think that we're, we're not fixing to go on and win 12 or 13 games. Like we're still going to win 10 or 11 and win the division, but there's not a reason yeah, but, that I'm saying we're going to be favored. Not that we're actually going to win every game besides the Lions. Right. It's, yeah. Like yeah. But well, and here's my issue with this though, right. It, being a good, bad team or a bad, good team, whatever. Like right now we're a, a good, bad team. We could become a good, bad team <laughs> or a bad, good that's, team. I mean, that's, that's, that's been my hope is that we have enough games against easy teams to figure this out and maybe be just dangerous enough by the time the playoffs come. Maybe <sighs> that's see, and that's where I'm thinking is if you if this is if if we're this close and we're barely beating these teams when we get to the playoffs, we're going to get curb stomped. But maybe not week. Maybe not week one. Wait, like on. if we're hosting the Vikings. In yeah, week one, right now the Vikings okay. are the the Vikings and the Seahawks yeah. are your. And and well, then Dallas. You don't want to okay. do that, but no. The, yeah. the Seahawks and Vikings are your five and seven seed. Like, yeah, and we could that, even hang with the San Francisco right now because of we, the whole Brock Purdy. I, I think shit. we could hang with them, but man, like, we need to see more out of the fucking offense. We 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 just do. I, the defense, I think, is going to be okay. 
Could you imagine we make the Super Bowl because the NFC is that bad, and then we have to face off against like, even even the, the Bengals or the Chiefs? Oh, no, oh that's, God, that's, that's going to be one of those old old school nineteen nineties Super Bowls where one team dominates, like, like Dallas, the fifty two seventeen or something, like the the Forty Niners with all those Denver losses. Yeah, but I mean, like, one even, of even these the Eagles, teams doesn't belong here. You know, like the Eagles are eight and one; they don't look unbeatable. They're not, they're not an eight. They're not an eight and one team, like. I mean, their their record is that, but they've had a bunch of games where they didn't look great. They haven't looked great, but man, they still have way they lost much to more the talent. Jets for crying out loud! Yeah, I don't know how that happened. Bonta Smith I, hasn't been playing as good. Uh, the Eagles just—I don't know. I, I think the Eagle the Eagles haven't played their best football, and that's kind of what scares me because at the back end of the season, they're too talented. Yeah, to but play. neither have we. To, to me, looking and and, sure? and well, and the Eagles yeah. have a tough schedule going forward. I mean, I, I, I don't know. We're not really talking about this. this is way off. Top. I think the Lions are going to be in the number one seed in the NFC right now, just because they have a, they have a pretty yeah. easy schedule moving forward. They do, and other teams have tough schedules. So, um, I mean, the Lions play the NFC South. They kind of have a benefit of everybody. Else. Yeah, yeah. He ain't lying. <laughs> see what I, I did there? We're talking about. Yeah, he ain't lying. <laughs> I love how uh, we're sitting here talking about the playoffs and everything, and we're, right, we're barely scratching uh, wins over here. So another thing that was brought up in the instant reaction is uh, the coaching decisions. And specifically, I think you were talking about Jamal Williams and the fact that we're not using him. Wesley, you were talking about that. And so I think it's worth going a little deeper into coaching decisions on which players we're using in specific situations. Like why aren't it? Why aren't we using Jamal Williams? And then on the flip side, there's good decisions. Like I love seeing them using Colin Saunders on offense at the goal line. And he's he's clearly loving it. So first start with the bad stuff. Like is Jamal Williams the only personnel decision making that you have a problem with? I mean, Jimmy are there Graham, other personnel? We had some issues with. Well, Jimmy Graham, I understand healthy scratches there. I mean Well, now, but in the first six, seven weeks when he wasn't a healthy scratch and we get into the red zone, he's not even on the field. Well, maybe he's not in football shape. Like, I, I understand that. that one. I don't understand the Jamal Williams one. I mean, Foster Moreau dropped a touchdown that Jimmy Graham catches yeah. um, and a Jacksonville game that I know you're saying that we we got beat so bad, but Foster Moreau catches the ball that hits his hands and we're tied in that game. That's true. I mean, regard, yeah. regardless of all that other stuff, that's fair. How it looked before the fourth quarter, um, there's a, there's a full sixty minute game, and we should have tied that game. Yeah. Um, you know, I I think the what I have seen the last two weeks that I'm really happy about is that it looks like basically once we get inside the red zone that it's Taysom Hill's offense, yeah. and um, they better not try to surprise anybody by going a different way. Um, <laughs> that's that's working. And um, <laughs> if Derek Carr is an 80 yard quarterback hey, and Taysom Hill is a 20 yard quarterback, whatever it takes, th- hey, this is I like this. We might be able to win the second playoff game this way. <laughs> it's a uh, I mean, there there are some things that uh, we, we appear to be doing better there. Um, I, I mean, there's still there's still there's still plenty of places to improve. And now it's uh, it's. I'm just trying to be realistic. We're nine weeks in. So to actually believe that the things we haven't improved over the first nine weeks are now going to improve over the next eight is kind of mm. stupid. And I'm trying to be positive. And I, 
I'll be positive. We're going to win the division, but that's not because we're great. Right. We're going to win the division. We have an easy schedule. The rest of our division sucks. We are going to host a playoff game. Pretty decent chance we can win a home playoff game. And then we might just get absolutely murdered like a team that doesn't belong in the playoffs in the mm-hmm. second week. And I keep saying there's enough time. There's two more months. We can figure some stuff out. We've got a bye week. You know, lots of ways. But we haven't done it in nine weeks. And we didn't do it in the four weeks of uh, or however many preseason weeks there yeah. are before yeah. that. So to, to think that the things that we haven't fixed the last four months, we're going to fix in the next two is kind is stupid. And, I mean, be, I'm hopeful. I'm I'm hopeful. What would you fix? Like, what can be fixed? Or, or you know, or or like, what are the fixes? Like, I mean, play route running or the the quarterback and receivers being on the same page seems to be an issue. I mean, br- offensive line can't be fixed. Well, this hold on, hold on. Actually, hold on. I, I think the, the offensive line has really improved. I've been really surprised at how In well he blocking. has played at left tackle the last two weeks. In pass blocking, his his run blocking is terrible. What well, our, 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 our so run blocking is Ruiz, uh, Ruiz, our, Ruiz has been. Yeah, our, our run blocking as, as a whole is pretty bad, but it's 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 serviceable enough. But it's all for naught if our amazingly talented wide receivers and our hundred and fifty million dollar quarterback can't seem to get on the same page. Aha! I really think that some of the personnel decisions and play calling is definitely elementary and not good. My dear um, Watson, and I mean let's. Let's hope there's no. He plays for an, Cleveland. An advisor or some way to make those things better and add some wrinkles to keep things exciting and interesting. But, but this is kind of who we are. We've we've played bad teams and getting in the mid twenties is just kind of where we're going to be. Having said that, I think we're talented enough and we're going to play really good defenses and we can probably score twenty one to twenty four points against them too. I mean, it's and this is what I've been saying for here uh, the whole season is. That's all great, and those games aren't as close if you have a good field goal kicker and you have a good punter, and we don't have either one. And as boring as it is, as much as we want to be frustrated with our offense underperforming, our offense is doing good enough to win the way Dennis Allen wants to win. Our defense is playing good enough to win the way Dennis Allen wants to win. Our mm-hmm. special teams, our kickers, are not, in my opinion, good enough <laughs> to, to make those wins comfortable. But because you take a, a, a one score game, a seven point game like we were against the Bears, it's frustrating all the way through. If at any point you make a field goal there, you're up by 10. Who gives yeah. a shit what's going on? We're having yep. a good time. We're, we're relaxed for the last five minutes and texting each other about how much fun right. the reaction is going to be instead of going, oh, shit, what if we lose this in the last two minutes? Mm-hmm. Oh, have five minutes. Those two. And, then, and wait, those two kicker. Those were evalu- player evaluation decisions. We could have stayed. With big nuts, lutz, or we could have stayed. Who was the other punter? You know, like we had options. We chose the wrong option both times. Well, and and that's really going to be the equalizer the rest of the season. Is that, yeah, we're on paper, we have enough talent, but the the coaching the coaching difference, the advantage that other teams are going to have over us in terms of coaching, that's going to be the killer. That's going to be the difference maker, especially when it comes to the playoffs. Because mm-hmm. we're just we're, we're going to get out coached. We're going to make bad decisions. We're going to not do the right things on offense. It's it, it's going to rear its ugly head because coaching matters, and we are at the bottom quarter of the league in coaching, as far as I'm concerned. I know there's a lot of bad coaches. And again, it goes in it goes, like the decision making. Those right, the coaching decisions. Yeah. Going back to the original question that we have not actually answered. 
Jamal Williams, bad decisions. Why are we not using him? I mean, could he be? Could there be an injury we don't know about? Could could he be struggling with the playbook? Could he be not be as good as a running back is that scored eighteen touchdowns last year? Did did he score eighteen touchdowns last year? But isn't really a good running back, right? Like, was it scheme that helped him last year? You know, or I but mean, I don't know because every time he touches the ball, it's so, it's positive. Nah, so, he's so, averaging so, two two and a half yards a carry this year. Yeah, so last year, he scored the majority of his touchdowns from inside inside the five. Five. Yeah, yeah, but we've got which, Taysom which we Hill don't and Alvin. use him for. Why we've got yeah, Taysom why Hill and Alvin him, Kamara Kyle and Saunders, put Jamal Williams, Kylan Saunders, and Taysom Hill back there. I mean, there's a reason that we're not, and that that's probably just I, I I don't know if I question that decision. It's just uh, I mean, I don't know. It's I I guess I can stop questioning that because over the last couple of weeks we're doing better in the red zone. Um, the two times we haven't scored in the red zone has been because it's end of end of the game and we're not trying to score. Yeah. So maybe maybe I feel better about that. So yeah, I mean, and, could, and, it, and, could and, it actually be the right decision, or because they've shown that they don't make all great decisions, it could be a bad. Like maybe Jamal Williams is I, good enough, and they're I'm just gonna, basically contractor contractually obligated to give Kamara more touches. Yeah, I'm I'm not going to question if we get touchdowns. Like if if Taysom Hill being the quarterback in the red zone makes us score in the red zone eighty percent of the time, score touchdowns instead of field goals. Cool. Like never mm-hmm. play Jamal Williams, but for the first few weeks, when even when, when Jamal Williams came back from his injury, we still weren't playing and we weren't scoring in the red zone. That that was questionable. Yeah, um, but I mean, and, and also yeah. say your your thing you were talking about with Groupie. I think that Groupie probably beat Will Lutz in the preseason for the kicking job. If not, maybe exactly tied him. The one thing that you can't um, you know test for is how you're going to do in pressure situations because. You know, in July, there is no pressure kicking situation. And the old regime under Sean Payton, the way they would have tested Groupie right now to see if he's going to nut up or not is he'd brought in five kickers this week and what and had Groupie sit on the sideline and watch them all try out. And that's how it is. Dennis Allen's doing it another way. Dennis Allen's trying to give him confidence by going, we're not even going to bring kickers. You're our guy. We. We would never question whether or not you're our guy. We don't need to bring. It's a different way of doing it. Um, over the last couple of weeks, not bringing in somebody hasn't made Groupie better. Um, so, I mean, there's just the, the the thing there of like which different different ways to instill confidence or challenge or see how somebody's going to react. This is a different way of doing it than how Peyton would have done it. Not not sure which one's right or wrong, but. Uh, I saw I a know. stat. I saw a stat. This uh, I think it was yesterday, where um, you compare Will Lutz in his first season after nine weeks and Groupie after nine weeks. Groupie actually has a better yeah, yeah. percentage than Will Lutz did in his first season. Now that's not to say I I think we should be looking at other kickers for sure, but I, th- I think the thing is that the the pressure kicks of what would have made there are two kicks or three kicks that would have made extreme differences in games. Um, and how they were played from that point on that yeah. he has not made. Correct. Like you said in the instant reaction, yeah, Whoopi Dewey made his 55-yard kick in the first quarter with no pressure. When there was a kick he needed to make from 30 yards, he doinked it. Hmm. I don't know. I, it could just be experience with him, and he just needs to go through this, and he'll get better. I mean, because like... But if we want to win the division... Now... now the reason the groupie thing looks even worse is because there is no question that Lou Headley should not be kicking in the NFL. 
When no, when you need a a rugby like, guy that yeah. you have to set up, he's the only NFL kicker that has to run four yards to the side to in order to kick the ball forty three yards. Um, he's not an NFL kicker, and and I think that makes if if Lou Headley or Gillikin was here having a great season, it'd be weird. I mean, maybe Groupie would get a little more, um, you know, latitude. But right now, it looks like we made two equally terrible decisions with our kick. It's also crazy that we're not even considering firing him and bringing in anybody else. Like, there's got to be some punter. Yeah, we talked about that a couple minutes ago when you weren't on the show. Oh, how about that? (laughs) Good good point, Jason. I agree. Thank you. Thank you. I'm good at that. Thank you. That's what he 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 hangs up and redials in so that he can say the thing that was said without being a welcome to the party, pal. I didn't hear it. I don't. I didn't no. know anymore. <laughs> no. Well, that's just that's just how you know it's right. It, it, actually, it was a litmus test that we were seeing. If two Dome Patrol podcast members come up with the same thing without hearing it from each other then you know it's the right decision and then you wonder if two people can have the same i mean how many other saints fans are thinking the same thing and why the team does nothing about it themselves and because i get our coaches that, think i get that like i mean sean payton would always talk about too like, and i get it like we don't know what's really going on there's so much more that goes into these kind of decisions i'm sure there's i don't know but at the same time I mean, sal- why the hell do we get, like, sal- was it a like salary cap? Was it a salary cap thing? Then we got rid of Lutz. I Don't mean, I, I, what what I was saying is, I, I oh, believe that probably in the preseason, I mean, Lutz probably lost the job. Um, but what we couldn't measure was how Groupie would do in pressure was situations. Actual, you never know. You never know how that's actually come. So, um, you know if. If it was tied, then maybe you should have gone with the more expensive guy that uh, that, that has at least been there. Well, said and, that, Lutz, Lutz wasn't really good the last two years either. No, he, he right. wasn't. He but the, the, there's there's a reason you see a lot of older kick, like older experienced kickers, kick a long time in the NFL because this experience fucking matters. Like you, re- even as good as Cade York was at LSU, he came in and he sucked and he got cut. Now I know he just got picked up, but well, like, that was the the, the Florida State kicker that. Uh, Oh yeah, the Bucks Hawaii. drafted in the yeah second round yeah. or third round like or whatever it was years ago. A, I mean, there's a, a reason. Hero, like, what's his name? There's a reason why Morton Anderson kicked till he was 47. I mean, some guys you can get it done in, under pressure. I mean, that's what it matters. Just under pressure. I mean, listen, I, Roberto Aguayo like, is who you were thinking of, by the yeah, way. Yeah. I, I don't want to be picky. Like we've played bad teams this year, and we've lost to bad teams this year, and been really close in games with bad teams this year, and. We're frustrated of oh you just got to go beat bad teams and I mean we we did beat a bad team this this past week so at least we won it instead of losing to a bad team yeah I I just think if we were a good team with all the five interceptions and the stats I saw we could have won it more comfortably we should have should have and I know we have the uh, Saints uh, preview show coming up later this week where we'll talk about the Vikings so. But I still want to say, like, from the Bears game, I mean, take it, like, what we did for the Colts game, why can't we be consistent? Like, why can't that carry forward to where we kind of, like, bounced back? Like, we got, you know, and everybody talked about how Derek Carr spent so much time reaching out to players, having conversation, which also kind of really 
surprised me. I didn't get a chance to say that on the indie because I wasn't there on that show. But like the fact that it took eight weeks for Carr to actually have a verbal conversation with Chris Olave because the only other way that they communicated while not in the building is through text messages. Like what these guys aren't they're not they're not behaving like a cohesive locker room, like a team. And I think that's a that's a part of the problem. And Carr talking about how, oh, he's got to learn how to fix his emotions because, you know, when he was with the Raiders, everybody knew how he was. And now he's with a new team. And again, like you're just real. Like, how do you not have that kind of self-awareness? Because also, they're, when not Carr, very, does, they're not very good. Does Derek Carr wear eye makeup? No, he, that's been a joke that was made since he thing. first got drafted. He, that's just the way his eyelashes are. He's okay. No, so, whatever so it he, is. So, so Jeff, it, Jeff, he's he's like the Richard Alpert, the eyeliner. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And when he rolls, the problem though is like when he rolls his eyes, it makes it more pronounced. So he looks like a bigger asshole than he really is. And I wonder if like players just aren't responding to his intensity as I well. I don't think it's and, because of his eyes. I think it's because of the way he's acting. Do you think when he came? Do you think when he came to talk to Olave, he dressed up like a cop? Do you realize how fast you were going, sir? Yes, I do. And there is an explanation for that. First of all, let me start off by saying, I, 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 you, 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 you work very hard, and I, I do respect what you do for the protecting and the serving. I, 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 my speedometer got the lead foot. You got the radar gun. Now it's not not reliable. I, 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 I got a diarrhea. Got to get home for the. But no, I so like so you you played great with Indy. You came back and played like shit again against the the Bears. What are we gonna get? Like, or or like you said, Wesley. Like this is nine weeks into the season. This is what we're gonna get. You never know whether they're gonna show up. But like the only time it seems like they show up is when they are dealing with a crisis. So we've had better offensive outputs away from home this year. We have New England, Indianapolis. So they just don't like New Orleans. Carolina. The hallmark the hallmarks of of mediocre to poor coaching is your there's no consistency. That was that was the issue with Hazlitt. We had a very talented Yeah, team. but I mean I'm not you even talking, like, that's, the no. issue that I'm talking about isn't the coach because we've beaten that horse, but like it's not about the coaching. It's these are players, like these are they're grown men. And they don't it, seem to unfortunately, be... Jeff, it, it is it is about the coach. I'm sorry. I know it's well, but, but then we have to also coaching. give credit. No, but I don't have like to be told defense, by my coach to get to, we, have, to, we have to give credit for the in, the defensive in game adjustments then because not counting the Jaguars game, the last in the second half of the last four games, not the Jaguars, we've given up zero, three, seven, and three points in the second half of games. Yeah, the Jaguars. Like we, gave four, we gave up fourteen and still almost came back. But I mean, we have made good defensive adjustments. You know, which you would ex- hope for from our defensive-minded head coach. Yeah. I mean, I, I, according to Dennis Allen, so there are no fucking adjustments. Just play better. Execute better. That's what Dennis Allen said. Those are words out of his mouth. But I'm but saying, still, like, like, if at we, halftime we have... he's saying that, it's working. The last, but again, over I'm the not, last five weeks. I bet read, redirect. I'm not talking about the defense. The defense isn't the problem. It's the offense. The I'm talking about the offense and these offensive players. We walked in with it. There, there's this big, amazing roster full of talent, but they're not 
football smart. I don't like aside from a couple, like that they're not all in this category, but it's just it seems like we've got some guys who are just like, yeah, I could catch the ball or I can do this or I can do that, but I'm not picking up this basic simple offense. We don't have a basic simple offense. I mean, that was that's always been said is that our offense was very difficult for like rookie wide receivers to come in and understand or comprehend. It was difficult for offensive linemen to know the blocking schemes and all like that. Like we've, we have heard that for years that oh, new, so new players to our offense did not do well. And even some veterans uh, like CJ Spiller came in and just could not understand what the hell we were talking about. And how that was Sean beat. Payton's offense. What do you think we're do you, doing? You think Pete Carmichael's rewritten an offense? Yeah, I think he dumbed it down. No, you don't think? No, this is this is maybe that's the this is a version. I mean, yeah, the, the problem is we don't have Sean Payton running the offense that he invented, or Drew Brees, or Drew Brees, yeah, or any of the offensive linemen that. <laughs> but, but how is it that you're an NFL level? coach and you don't understand that you have to adjust your offense to the personnel that you, you you do know like uh-huh. just couple, like like there are not 32 good nfl coaches on correct the I'm, i i, I mean, like I'm urban meyer was yeah. an nfl coach right right not that not that long ago that there are not 32 good offensive coordinators in the in the nfl nope true um, so but is it but like is, even if you're not good right i get i get that and i agree but there should be like if you're an offensive coordinator, if you're one of those 32, there should be a couple of things that like all 32 of those guys understand that you can't just force your players to play in the same offense because like certain guys have certain skill. I got a running but, quarterback. But, okay, I'm not gonna well, well hold so now we'll go back to Sean Payton. Because one of the dumbest things that's ever happened is that Sean Payton put like all his heart and soul into wanting Taysom Hill to be the starting quarterback of the Saints. Mm-hmm. And instead of designing an offense for Taysom's talents, he gave him the Drew Brees handbook and said, go do this. And we watched Taysom Hill stand back there in the pocket and in stand trouble. back there in the pocket and stand back there in the pocket being confused because <laughs> he didn't know how to run through <laughs> any of his progressions and where he just got sacked over and over again. The most athletic, best running quarterback that we had ever seen. That up the Saints have ever seen, right? Like, just stood there and got sacked because. True. Sean Payton, this yeah. great offense. Sean Payton couldn't, couldn't come up with a second offense. Um, hmm. Now he dumbed down the Drew Brees offense for Drew, and his arm got more you know, less and less talented. Um, but it was still Drew standing back there making progressions and just making quicker. Yeah, reads and, and well, I mean, you look at the criticism for Jameis and and uh, every Sean, quarterback that came in after uh, what's his after Drew Brees was criticized for standing back there for too long. Teddy, yeah, Teddy, that's one thing. Yeah. yeah, Teddy, Jameis, even yell, throw the ball, Teddy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, huh. so so I'm I just want to say just push back on Sean Payton, who I think is a great offensive mastermind. Could not come up with a second it's offense. The same thing. You're right. So to maybe run somebody who who was very clearly not going to fit in that offense. And so and maybe I'm wrong. Like maybe there is statistical data out there that shows that it's better to keep your offense and force the player to adapt to the offense than to redesign the offense every time you get a new player. I mean that that is. I mean when you say it out loud like that, it does make sense. Like you, if you're a player that's 
one of the 32 starting quarterbacks in the league, you've got to be at least smart and smart Which enough. Again, and there are capable. not 32 good starting quarterbacks in the play, uh, yeah, yeah. To play in the NFL but, either. Right. <laughs> well, clearly not. <laughs> I mean, but that's weird. You think about that with how many billions of people there's not 32 good NFL qualified quarterbacks. Yeah. And so when you this get, is... when you match a Sean Payton with a Drew Brees, you get magic. This is the thing, though, isn't it? Everybody said in the preseason when we signed Derek Carr, he's the perfect quarterback to run the the Saints system. That's what we thought. Why did we think that? That's what everybody said. Why did they think that? Because he had had success with John Gruden as his head coach running this offense. Yeah. Or or a offense very similar with less talented players. Yeah. So then the difference is Pete Carmichael. It all comes I mean, back to Pete. Derek Carr, and, and we can sit there and tear apart the Dennis Allen. Dennis Allen's been a head coach two different places and sucked both places. Okay, you can you can sell me on that. Now I can argue with you about why, but yes. Right. Derek Carr has been successful and a top 10 quarterback in the NFL running this offense with less talented players, but with a much better play call. Yeah. All right, so agree understand now what is the problem with the receivers who's the problem is it shaheed is it olave is it both of them again i haven't been on a a few episodes in the last few weeks this is this is the thing that this nine games of this season has been frustrating is we had a game and a half where the offensive line sucked and then we had um two games where Chris Olave, two and a half games where Chris Olave was just doing his own thing. Then we had a game and a half where Rashid Shahid is running the wrong routes. And then we have, um, you know, games where Derek Carr is hurt. It, you know, two, two games where Derek Carr's shoulder is hurt and he's not throwing accurately. There's so much blame to go around. About that. And, there's all, and then this past week, we don't even throw the ball to Michael Thomas. It's one pass attempt to Michael Thomas. So I don't think Derek Carr doesn't like There has not been a consistent player playing bad it's or the player doing things wrong it's changed every game and a half where some other unit is to blame whether it's the running backs didn't run good or i mean Taysom hill's been the only consistent player on our damn offense this year um camara has been close but he missed he missed two games um it's just and so you sit there when when there's seven different people that are for for six quarters are to blame Maybe maybe it's a weird system, and I and again I hate doing that because I hate bringing up problems that I don't have a solution to. Besides, go hire John Gruden tomorrow, which we're <laughs> not gonna do. Right. So, I mean, so they right. Say, so then it's it's I, not. We just like you have you're on. It's it take the four of us. It's like if you having a good day, like three of us are having a good day. One guy's having a bad day. Next week, three of us are having a good day. Another guy's having a bad day. It's just rotating who's having the bad day. We just it really can't just have goes it. back and forth between you and Jason. But yeah, I, I, get, I get what you're saying. <laughs> or just so Wesley, your, your yeah. point you were making there, you, you can go through the games this season and chart which receiver was given the most focus. Indianapolis, it was Michael Thomas. Uh, I know Rashid Shahid had three targets, 153 yards. Crazy. This week, it was clearly, let's get the ball to Chris Alave and let's get it to him quickly. But, and maybe that's really stupid to go you. And this is the Taysom Amen. Hill problem. When you go up and go, Hey, before they even snap it, here's what you, you're going to take three steps back and you're going to throw it to this guy. No matter if he's quadruple covered. Yeah. And that is my kids seems, high school. It seems like we're right doing, 
it seems like we're doing that with week to week with, oh, here's who we're going to feature this week. Even if he's double covered, even if he's blanketed, if he gets hurt, we're just going to keep throwing it to the sideline. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. It's, uh, <laughs> to him <laughs> on the sideline, throw it to the blue tent. Olave's in the blue tent, throw it over. The, um, which we did throw one close yeah. to the blue tent. Close to the blue tent, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's just, it's if we're doing that, that's a offensive coordinator and a quarterback problem for the quarterback to maybe not be able to make it through his progressions and choose who's on each play who's the best person to throw it to rather than deciding before the play. Um, and so, so I mean, yeah, if, that, if that's going on, that's a big freaking problem too. Yeah. Here's the, the one sliver of good news with this is I'm, I predict right now that at the end of the season, Dennis Allen is not fired, but the Pete Carmichael is. And I think that's regardless. If, if we win every game the rest of this year, I think that Pete Carmichael still gets fired. Yeah. Um, I just, because I don't have faith that all of a sudden we're going to start scoring 35 a game. Because I think that's he'd have to average over 30 a right. game the rest I mean, of the way to to offset this bullshit that we've seen for the first nine weeks. And I still think – I think it, the way he gets fired – I don't think that's going to happen. I'll just yeah, let me say the way that. he gets fired is going to be – if he, they do well enough, then they're not going to fire him, fire him. They're going to do some kind of PR version where he decides yeah. to leave. And if we don't do well, then they're going to fire him. But either way, I agree. Like This is his last year. I think we win the division. I think we probably win the first round of the playoffs, and I still think Pete gets fired. Like, and so that's the one sliver of good news. Hopefully. All right. Final thoughts. I'm trying to find the silver line, but like we're just there's we're stuck in reality now that we we've played nine games. We have been favored in eight of them. <laughs> the game that we weren't favored, we shut them out thirty four to zero, <laughs> and. <laughs> And we're, we've been favoring all these with the easiest schedule or second easiest schedule in football, and we're five and four. Um, so going mm-hmm. forward, we're probably going to win hopefully five games the rest of the way, which wins the division and gives you a home game. Um, yeah, I've just I'm gonna stay hopeful that there's some way we figure out a way to just get a little bit better at these things. Is it? I don't know. I feel kind of dumb because what we asked for before the season was, hey, score 24 points a game. Hey, give up 17 points a game. It's exactly what we did this week. Kind of doing that. It's one 24 to 17. And it was so like not fulfilling at all. Except it was hard. It was about for the except for the deal. So I kind of feel like a hypocrite by by being like, oh, we won. I mean, it still resulted in the win, Wesley. You still got the win. Yeah, like this is exact. This is identical to the game that we asked for this for this year. It's to score twenty four, give up seventeen. Like it's, (laughs) and it. Yeah, but we didn't count five. No, it wasn't. Like if you you sit there and it just it's not fulfilling at all. It's not like oh yeah, we're just chugging straight ahead. (laughs) If you're gonna want to score more than twenty four, then the defense is gonna have to actually score on some of those. Yeah, Debo's got to work on his return. He had the, the one bad He was return. running backwards. He was running backwards have, at one he's, point. He's going to have to take, take it himself. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Did you develop a final thought during that time, James, or are you good? I did not. All right. Well, that's all the show we have for you right now. We're going to thank our loyal listeners for downloading each week and telling all of your friends about the Dome Patrol podcast. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Dome Patrol Podcast. Follow us on X at Dome Patrol PCAST and at Dome Patrol UK. Don't forget to subscribe on your podcast app. Give each episode a five-star rating, comment, set up auto-download so you can listen to the Dome Patrol podcast anytime, anywhere. And if you want to participate in game day chat, send us a DM on X and we will send you an invitation to the Dome Patrol Discord server. 
Say bye-bye, donkeys. Oh, Jason's not here. Say bye-bye, fellas. Good up. Bye-bye. The Dome Patrol Podcast is the official Saints podcast of the Fans First Sports Network.